Today's episode is sponsored by an upcoming movie called If. We don't go to the theater a lot as a family, mostly because it's tough to find a movie we're all going to like, but If is one of those movies. It comes out in theaters May 17th. I saw the trailer the other day, and we ended up watching the trailer multiple times to check out all the different imaginary friends that are in it. Some of them are what you would think an imaginary friend would be like, a nice-looking monster kind of. But other ones are so random, like this one that's a knight and one's a dragon and one is just a banana. And it gets wilder too, but I'm not going to spoil it all for you. The movie is about this girl who can see imaginary friends. And she goes on this magical adventure to reconnect forgotten imaginary friends with their kids. I know me and my kids are going to enjoy going to the theater for this one. And the cast has tons of our favorite performers like Ryan Reynolds, John Krasinski, Maya Rudolph, Matt Damon, John Stewart, Sam Rockwell, Emily Blunt. John Krasinski wrote the movie inspired by his own kid's imagination to be funny and exciting for all ages. It looks like a real slam dunk. The movie If releases in theaters May 17th and we are totally going, so check it out. Hello. And welcome to another episode of the Kid Stories Podcast. I'm Phil Bechtel. Before I begin today's episode, I am excited to give a shout out to a listener named Hazel. Hazel sent us an amazing drawing featuring a scene from the Campground Powers episode titled Sandwich Farts. Her drawing is a must-see. So please head over to the website, kidstoriespodcast.com, and check it out. And to Hazel, I want to say thank you for listening, and thank you so much for sharing your talents with us all. Today's episode is titled, Never Trust a Pirate, Part 2. Ben-Ben, Bulis, and Tatiana sat in their small jail cell for days trying to figure out a way to escape. They had no weapons, and the jail cell was empty. They had no idea where they were going and assumed that once they did escape, they would then need to make a long journey home somehow. Twice a day, a pirate named Kepler brought them food. Usually it was just leftovers or apples or bread. Other than those daily visits from Kepler, nothing at all happened in their little pirate ship jail cells. One day, a different pirate happened to deliver them food. A short, round guy they hadn't seen before. He had a large pot of cooked potatoes in one hand and a torch in the other hand for light. "'Where's Kepler?' asked Harry. "'Kepler?' said the man, surprised that he was being spoken to. "'Kepler. He usually brings us our food,' said Harry. "'Ah, yeah, Kepler. He's getting the ship ready for port. Most of the crew is getting ready.' The others perked up a bit at the mention that they were going to dock somewhere soon. They were also interested in this new guy delivering the food. Kepler never once spoke a word to them, no matter how much they tried to get information from him. Oh, yeah, said Sam, winking at the others. Oh, yeah, that's right. I can remember Kepler telling us about that. Yeah, he he mentioned that we were going to be docking somewhere soon, but I can't remember where. Hmm, what was the name of that place? The others 
feigned thoughtful looks as they pretended to remember, and the man delivering their food piped up. Drakport! Oh, yeah, Drakport. That's right, said Sam. And why is it we're heading to Drakport? Just some typical trading and stuff? Well, we're picking up our other ship. It's been being built for years, and now it's finally ready. We'll have four ships now patrolling these waters. Pretty soon we'll control the entire northern seas with all our firepower. From across the hall, Ben-Ben asked, And what about us? What are you going to do with us? The man delivering the food spun around. Well, I don't quite know. I'm just the cook. You'll find out soon enough, though, I'm sure. And with that, the man left. All right, guys, said Tatiana. Once we hear the ship reach port, we're going to need to escape. Once we get off the boat, we need to try and disappear in this Drakport place. Have you guys ever heard of it? Nope, said Ava. We're not from around here, wherever here is. The ninjas still didn't know exactly where the kids were from, and they didn't know exactly how long they'd been on the boat, which meant that they had probably been on for quite a while. All right, well, once we get off the ship, we need to stick together. Got it? We'll head into town and look for a force of ninja or police or something, and then we'll look to charter a way back home, said Tatiana. Well, any ideas on how to escape? asked Harry. The ninjas were at a loss. I think I have an idea, said Ava. It's pretty dangerous, though. How dangerous? asked Tatiana. Um, like lighting the pirate ship on fire dangerous, said Ava. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, maybe we can put a pin in that idea, said Tatiana. You know, since none of us are very fond of catching fire and everything. Luckily, the group did come up with an idea. A simple idea that had a small chance of working and a very large chance of not working at all. But it was the only idea they had that didn't involve lighting the entire ship on fire with them inside of it. They felt the ship dock and heard all the sounds of a port city. People yelling, ship's bells and horns, heavy wooden crates being loaded and unloaded. Everyone heard the door at the end of the hall being unlocked. You guys ready? asked Ben-Ben, looking across the hall at Ava, Atya, Sam, and Harry. Everyone nodded, and the door opened, and in walked the cook with his big pot of potatoes. As the man knelt to put some potatoes through the bars of the cell, Ben-Ben reached through the cell bars, grabbed the pot, and cracked the cook on the head. He was knocked out cold. The ninjas reached through the bars and took the man's keys. Ava reached out and took hold of the torch the man dropped. Tatiana reached around to the front side of the bars and started trying to open their cell. There were four keys on his key ring, and none of them worked. Are you kidding me? she yelled. How do none of these keys work? It makes sense, said Sam. If they never give the keys to the one delivering the food, then they never need to worry about an escape like this. It could be that only one person on board even has the keys. For a moment, everyone was thinking the same thing. They were thinking 
what if the only one on the ship who has the keys is the evil Captain Gruber? Tatiana shook off that thought and started to get angry. You know what? She yelled. I'm tired of all this. We're getting out of here right now. Tatiana reached through the bars and grabbed the potato pot. She began banging it on the bars of their cell, loudly. Hey, pirates! Hey, pirates! Hey, you pirates! Benben and Bulis weren't really sure this was the best idea. But they couldn't think of anything better, and they needed to act now. Pretty soon, another angry-sounding pirate stomped to the door and entered the hallway. Tatiana caught Ava's eye and gave her a wink. Just then, the pirate Kepler burst in. What's all this racket? Stop banging that pot. And hey, you knocked out Mikey, he said, noticing the cook still slumped over on the floor. As the pirate reached out to grab the pot Tatiana was banging on the bars, Ava quietly reached out with the torch she was still holding. She held it directly beneath the pirate's sagging pants. It didn't take long for them to catch fire. The pirate grabbed the pot and tried to pull it from Tatiana. As he did, he felt his bottom suddenly become super hot, as if it were on fire. Because it was on fire. He let go of the pot and began spinning in circles. He was reaching around, patting at his burning pants, trying to pat out the fire. In his panic, Tatiana thunked him on the head with the pot, and he fell flat onto the floor next to the cook, his bottom still smoking a bit. Sam reached through the bars and grabbed Kepler's set of keys. Everyone stood silent as Sam tried the keys, one after the other, hoping that one of them would work. Finally, the last one clicked in the lock as Sam turned it and the cell door creaked open. The kids all rushed out into the hallway and they opened the ninja's cell. Everyone crept out of the jail room single file and nearly silent. Tatiana was at the lead with the potato pot in her hand. Ava was at the back of the line with the torch. She pulled the door closed as they began to explore the ship. Sounds were echoing through the wooden halls of the pirate ship. Luckily, most of the pirates were up top on the deck, beginning to unload the things they had stolen to sell and loading up more supplies they needed on the ship like food. A loud pirate voice was giving directions right around the corner from them. They heard the sounds of many stomping feet. The ninjas and the kids split up, with half of them sliding into a room on the right and the other half ducking into a room on the left. Tatiana, Bulis, Ava, and Sam went into the room on the left. It was a pretty big room, but felt smaller since it was full of cook stoves and benches and chairs and cabinets. They were in the kitchen, and there were lots of places to hide. They scattered around the room hiding behind cabinets and chairs and barrels of salted fish. The others, Harry, Atya, and Benben, went into the room on the right. It was very dark. There were no windows or torches for light. They felt around for something to hide behind, waiting for their eyes to adjust to the darkness. Soon, they noticed that this was a small room of shelves, stacked from floor to ceiling like a really dark closet. The group felt around, trying to figure out what was on these shelves. None of them had any real weapons, so they were hoping to come across a room with a few swords or 
something, anything. While there were no swords in this closet, there was certainly something useful. Bombs. Stick bombs and round bombs and smoke bombs and flash bombs. And, of course, matches. There was just enough light filtering in from the hallway for them to see the markings on the boxes. Harry, Atia, and Ben-Ben put some in their pockets while they waited for the pirates in the hallway to pass. The group of four pirates stomped down the hallway, loudly talking about the things they intended to sell in the port city and how much money they thought they'd make. Unfortunately, the pirates were walking right back where the ninjas all came from, to the room with the jail cells, to the room with the two knocked-out pirates. Hopefully they wouldn't check the jail room, but Ben-Ben figured they shouldn't wait to find out. We gotta go. Now, he whispered. Ben-Ben, Harry, and Atia crept back out into the hallway. The coast was clear. Tatiana had the same idea, and they all continued through the ship. Soon, they came upon a door. I think this is the door that leads to the center stairs, said Bulis, remembering their trip down into the ship, back when they first came aboard. She placed her hand on the doorknob and quietly pushed. The door swung open quickly, and before the ninjas was a large open room. A staircase was on the other side. Between the ninjas and the staircase were a bunch of pirates. When the door creaked open, all the pirates turned and looked in their direction. Bulis slammed the door closed. Just then they heard the footstomps of the group of pirates that passed them before in the hallway. They were coming back. The ninjas and the kids were trapped. The group paused for just a second. Ben-Ben said, we gotta get to those stairs. We gotta get up to the deck. It's the only way out. He reared back and kicked the door in. By this time, the pirates in the big open room had begun walking toward the door and were nearly there. The door flew off the hinges and knocked one of the pirates down to the ground. Bulis, Ben-Ben, and Tatiana launched into the room, targeting the pirates closest to the doorway. Ava and Atia rushed into the room next, quickly looking around for anything they could use for a weapon. They each noticed a stack of long bow staffs just sitting in a pile. They looked like they had once been magical staffs. Ava and Atia each grabbed one. Ava noticed Ben-Ben had already gotten knocked to the ground, and a huge pirate had grabbed Bulis in a bear hug, and Tatiana was being ganged up on by two other pirates, not to mention the other pirates soon to enter the room from behind them. Ava took her staff and launched it at the pirate who had knocked Ben-Ben down and was looming over him. The staff whooshed through the air and thwacked the pirate right in the head. Unfortunately, he didn't even flinch. The pirate gritted his teeth, growled, and turned to Ava. He stepped over Ben-Ben, ready to get her. This gave Ben-Ben enough time to grab the pirate's feet and pull them right out from under him. The pirate fell forward, smashing his face on the hardwood floor. Ava flipped onto the pirate's back, smashing at him with her new bow staff. Atia joined in the battle as well. She was no stranger to fighting, but had certainly never been outnumbered by hulking pirates like this. She rushed across the room to where Tatiana was trying her best to handle two of these brutes. Atia jabbed at one of the pirates with her bow staff, but he just grabbed it and swung it around with her on the end. She was quick thinking, though, and let go at just the right time to launch herself into the other pirate. 
she landed on his head and covered his eyes with her hands. The pirate began reaching up to try and grab Atia, and this gave Tatiana enough time to launch a kick right into his belly. The pirate dropped to the ground with a thud, and the fighting continued. As if these pirates weren't enough to deal with, there were more coming back through the hallway behind them. Harry and Sam were holding the door closed tight, but the pirates were bashing away at it and would soon knock it down. All right, Sam, said Harry. On three, we open the door and trip them as they rush in. Got it? Sam nodded in agreement, and the two nodded their heads with a silent count of one, two, three. They swung the door open and stuck out their legs. The pirates tripped over Sam and Harry's legs and fell flat on their smelly pirate faces. There were four of them that stumbled in. Harry and Sam were desperate for weapons and knew they needed to take them from these pirates. One pirate fell so hard to the ground that he dropped his sword and it skittered across the floor. Sam dove and grabbed it. Harry grabbed a black club from another pirate and wrestled it from his hands. The group fought bravely. The ninjas were surprised that the kids could handle themselves fairly well, especially the two girls, Ava and Atya. Still, more pirates had entered the room to fight, and there were just too many of them. Between punches and kicks, Atya caught Ben-Ben's eye. He looked down and noticed she was holding one of the bombs they found in the room earlier. Now, normally, throwing a bomb in a pirate ship that you are on would be the worst idea ever. Now, though, there weren't many other options. The fighting had split the group, and there was still a number of pirates between them and the stairs they needed to get to. All this flashed through Ben-Ben's mind, and he gave Atya a quick nod between punches and kicks. Atya stood up with the bomb in her hand and screamed, Bomb! In an instant, everyone stopped and looked her way. She used her free hand to light a match and hold it near the wick of the bomb. All eyes were on that little match flame as Atya positioned it closer and closer to the wick of the round black bomb. Let us through to the stairs, she yelled. The pirates reluctantly lowered their arms and swords and narrowed their eyes, looking for an opening to get at Atya, but not wanting her to drop a bomb on their beloved ship. The kids and the ninjas all moved quickly toward the stairs. The pirates were stepping very slowly toward them as Atya backed up to the stairs. One of the pirates, noticing the flame on the match nearly burning down to her fingers, said, Aye there. Looks like you'll be out of flame pretty soon there, darling. Atya looked at the shrinking flame and then back at the pirate. She looked him right in the eye as she moved the blackened match to the wick of the bomb. It lit with a cloud of sparks and a shh sound. Atya tossed the bomb into the group of pirates and the ninjas and the kids all turned and rushed up the stairs. They heard the bomb thud to the ground, and the pirates yelled and scrambled away. Without looking back, the heroes all rushed up the stairs as fast as they could. Before they reached the upper deck, there was a loud explosion. It was a glorious blast, and a large portion of the deck exploded upward, as if a bomb went off below deck. Because a bomb totally went off below deck, 
The many pirates on the deck were all knocked to the ground by the explosion. Some who were near the edge were knocked off and into the water. The heroes were all knocked down too. The force of the blast knocked them off their feet just before they reached the deck. They stood up, everyone's heads cloudy and their ears ringing. They smelled smoke and heard yelling and bells. They stumbled up the stairs finally and saw the destruction on the ship. A massive hole in the deck with smoke billowing out from it and splintered wood all around. The ship rocked slightly with the explosion but seemed big enough that it wasn't at risk of sinking just yet. The ninjas looked around. They saw a long ramp, which led from the ship to a long pier. The pier was full of pirates, moving boxes off of and onto the ship, and now they were all rushing back to the ship. Their eyes continued down the pier to the docks, and then to the city, and then to the ships around them. In just a few seconds, the ninjas realized that this seemed like some sort of pirate port city. Nearly every other ship docked looked like a pirate ship. Some even flew the Jolly Roger. Just running down the ramp to the pier seemed like a bad idea since they would just be running into a city full of pirates. We need to go overboard, said Bin Bin. We can swim to another ship or, or, or maybe sneak up to the city while they're all dealing with the ship fire. Or maybe we're the pirates now, said Harry. I'm with this kid. This ship is ours now, said Tatiana. Knock down the ramp to the pier, cut off the anchor, raise the master... Uh, the, the sail? I don't actually know how to sail a boat. Anyone? Harry here can sail it if we get that oracle stone back, said Sam. Actually, he could probably turn us all into boats ourselves with that stone. What are you talking about? asked Ben Ben. Now, by this time, the pirates on the ship were getting their wits about them standing up and trying to figure out what happened. Some were starting to try and pump water in through the smoking hole in the deck to put out any potential fires, and many were running back up the pier to get to the ship and help. There's no time, said Bulis. You gotta knock that ramp off the ship so no more pirates can get on. Tatiana, you go cut the anchor. You two girls, think you can create a distraction with more of those bombs? Bulis pointed to the ship right next to them at the docks. It was painted red and flew the Jolly Roger. No doubt it was a pirate ship. Atia handed Ava some of the bombs she had left, and the two ran to that side of the ship. You two come with me, said Bulis to Sam and Harry. If the Oracle Stone is on this ship, it'll probably be in there. They followed Bulis as she ran up to the captain's quarters. She reached the door first and didn't even try the handle. She kicked the door so hard that it ripped off its hinges and fell to the floor. The captain's quarters was a beautifully decorated room with a small library of bookcases, a map table, an elaborate desk. The three began searching through the room, rifling through drawers and pulling books off shelves. Meanwhile, Ben-Ben rushed to the edge of the ship and pushed off the ramp that led to the pier. A few pirates were running up the ramp and they crashed into the water, yelling and shaking their fists. Tatiana ran to the rear of the ship and used a sword to cut the large heavy rope that held the anchor. There was no time to crank it up. Once cut, the rope fell into the water. Tatiana and Benben then went to work battling the pirates on deck who had become aware of what was going on. The pirates were scattered and frantic. 
not knowing if they should fight or try and save their ship. Ava and Atia went right up to the railing on the other side of the ship. They each lit a bomb and threw them as hard as they could onto the deck of the ship next to them. Their aim was perfect. In just a few seconds, two more blasts ripped through the pier, and the other ship rocked dangerously back and forth. More yelling and smoke from that other ship as pirates and crewmen worked frantically to put out the fires caused by the explosions. By this time, the entire port was rushing to these two burning ships. There were hundreds of people out there now on the docks. Sailing this ship out of here was their only way out now. There was no way they could get into that town without being caught. Bulis and Sam and Harry were getting frustrated looking for the Oracle Stone in the captain's quarters. Where is this thing? yelled Sam. We've got to get out of here. Wait, said Harry. I think I can find it. Harry held out his hands and straightened his fingers. Bulis couldn't figure out what he was trying to do. Then his hands started to shake, and there was a mysterious light near them. A few sparks shot out from his hands. It was like Harry was trying to get his hands to do something they couldn't or, or wouldn't do. Then all three of them heard a humming sound, a deep, low humming, and it was coming from a large bookcase behind the desk. Harry stopped doing whatever it was he was doing, and they all looked toward the bookcase. The humming stopped, and Bulise ran over to the bookcase and quickly swiped all the books off the shelves. Then she grabbed the side of the bookcase and pulled it away from the wall with all her strength. The heavy furniture crashed to the floor, and behind it was a small space cut out of the wall, and in that space was the wooden box. Bulise pulled the box out from the wall and put it on the desk. She opened it, and there was the oracle stone, already swirling with energy. Well, what next? asked Bulise. They could hear the mayhem happening outside. They knew there wasn't much time before the pirates stormed the ship somehow, and that would be the end of the line for all of them. Um, I'm not exactly sure. Uh, uh, let's just try something out here, said Harry, as he gently picked up the oracle stone. Harry stepped outside the captain's quarters with Sam and Bulise close behind. He held the oracle stone in his hands and closed his eyes. The air began to fill with electricity. They were all surrounded with a gentle hum. The ship rocked violently to one side, and many on the main deck fell down. Then it rocked back the other way and straightened out. Harry took a deep breath in, and the weight of the boat, the way it sank down into the water, that feeling of rocking on the waves all went away. Everyone felt themselves being lifted up into the air. The water and the pier and the dock and the pirates all seemed to be shrinking away below them. Are we flying? yelled Ben-Ben. Harry, still holding the oracle stone and his eyes still closed, cracked a little smile. The entire pirate ship lifted out of the water. Which way? Harry asked Bulis. I don't know, Harry. Let's just start with away. Away from all these pirates trying to get us, she said. Harry turned the ship around and began flying away, a few feet above the water. As they swooped off, 
The ninjas noticed Captain Hans Gruber on the pier, seething mad and yelling something awful. Before they were out of sight, they saw Gruber heading for a different ship with a gang of pirates behind him. The end. Thanks for listening to today's episode. I hope you liked it. If you have any drawings or story ideas, feel free to share them with me at kidstoriespodcast at gmail.com. Adios.